Welcome back, everybody. This is the Zonecast. It's a Tuesday evening. It's me, Nasty, with Sweeps. Hey, hey, hey. And the GOAT. What's up? So for you Bear fans out there, uh, I hope you're having a better Tuesday than you did Monday. But I'm going to hand this off right away to our almost Bears experts, Sweeps. Just let him, let him get his mind. Let him just get this out. You know, it's a safe space here. Sweeps is just going to let it all out, what he's got to say on this Bears-Vikings game. And likely he'll probably get into just on these past few weeks in general. So, Sweeps, the floor is all yours. I've been ranting pretty much every podcast, it feels like. So, I'm not going to really try to rant too much today. But I'm pretty sure it's still going to come out. Like I said, versus the Titans, if we stopped Henry, we'd win. Like I said, versus the Vikings, if we stopped Cook, we'd probably win. Well, Dalvin Cook had 3.2 yards per carry. I would have told you we would have won this game. Most seasons. But this season, this is something a little special we get every week with this offense. So, Bears have 149 total yards of offense. Not pretty good. Bill Lazor, though, he looked good in the first half. Everyone was thinking, you know, maybe we've turned the corner with this play caller. And then in the second half, he shits the bed. I don't even want to know how many yards the offense got. I could probably count it on my hand. And other than that, on the defensive side of the ball, buster screen is absolutely terrible. And that's what you get when you decide to go cheap instead of resigning Bryce Callahan. Ryan Pace thought he was the smartest guy in the room, and he just had to show everybody about it. So, yeah, I think Buster Screen has given up the last four touchdowns in each of the past two games. It seems like every time they score, it's on it's on him. You're only as strong as your weakest link back in your secondary. So hopefully in the future we can get rid of him and move forward with somebody better. But, yeah. Uh, the special teams, you, you get a kick return, touchdown, and you still find a way to lose the game. Well, how do you guys feel about this game? I mean, you pretty much touched on a little bit of everything right there. This offense is just atrocious. It is hard to watch, and I'm not even a Bears fan. So it's it was painful the entire game, and they just had nothing going for them offensively. I didn't think the play calling looked much different in this game, although it is his first game. So maybe after the bye, we'll see Laser kind of really develop it with his play calling. But to me, if you told me it was Nagy calling the plays, it wouldn't have surprised me at all. Looked kind of the same from that standpoint. Um, defense looked really good. Roquan has been super impressive this year, and he kind of built off what he's been doing with a monster game. So, so yeah, the defense is right there. I mean, they're, st- they're still playing great. Just the offense is holding them back. Same same story, just different day. Yeah, the defense has been very good. And like you said, Roquan has been amazing. Um, they keep us in the game every single week. And like when you said that um, Nag, it kind of looked like Nagy calling the plays out there. It looked it looked a little bit different, but that remember that third and five, I like that towards the end of the game we called that that wide receiver screen. I think it was with Allen Robinson. That just 
really made me cringe. Like I think it made oh, everybody yeah, cringe. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah. I mean, that's like Nagy 3.0 out there. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't have too much really else to add on the offensive side of the ball without uh, beating a dead horse here or being redundant. It was just quite frankly, it was it was it's it's rough to watch, you know. Um, you know, on the other side, the other spectrum, though, I don't mind watching a defensive battle, even if the Bears did have 11 possessions and didn't score one touchdown off them. To me, I mean, that's all right. To me, I didn't even think this was a defensive battle. This was just two <laughs> offenses struggling. It wasn't right, was even that to, it was, was great defense. I mean, I thought it was going to be a defensive battle, but to me, it just looked like two pathetic offenses. Yeah, well, I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, sugarcoat it. But if you're going to rip the bandaid right off, then that's <laughs> that's all right. I'm a straight shooter. Really? So you don't think it was a good defensive performance? You think it was more of the Vikings? It, no, it was the Bears have a good defense, and it was a good defensive performance. But both offenses had their struggles, especially the. I don't think the Vikings' defense is good at all, and they looked like a great defense out there. Yeah, they were giving up about 400 yards per game. Throughout the season, I believe, and the Bears had around 150. That's uh, unacceptable. Yeah, so I don't think that's the Vikings' defense stepping up in a huge way. I just think that's the Bears' offense being incompetent. However, Zimmer did do a good job oh, at making Laser look absolutely brain dead out there. He just could not adjust to the blitzing he, that was going yeah, on. Yeah, Zimmer's a defensive genius. I, I feel like I talk about that every single week. So, yeah, I mean, he, they got that going for them. But other than that, that Vikings defense, other than a few veterans, don't have that much going for them. I think I saw a message in one of our chats saying you were hoping Zimmer was going to get fired and that he joined the Packers. That was a joke. He is never, <laughs> he is never ever going to come to Green Bay if he were to get – I don't think he's getting fired, especially with the way they're winning games. But, I mean, it seems like him and LaFleur don't exactly like each other after that whole – handshake tobacco last year so that was a pipe dream and mostly a joke but i mean if if it actually happened i think that'd be awesome but i don't think zimmer's going anywhere let alone the packers so now do we think that this is the vikings competing for the second spot in the nfc north i think you have to yeah it's it's the vikings going for that second spot potentially a wild card you know, still being two games out, though. But they do have a nice schedule coming up. Uh, I should hopefully change some things, um, get them back in that race. But do we think 9-7 and seven gets them in? Absolutely not. No, I, I don't think so. But I, I will say, I mean, a few weeks ago I did say the Vikings were going to get better as the season went on. And it's start, starting to look like a smart guy over here for saying that. They really, <laughs> They're really trending up. Well, check this out, though. They could be facing quarterback-wise coming up. They've got the Cowboys. They've got the Panthers with potentially out Bridgewater. They've got the Jaguars with most likely Jake Luton. Um, they got the Bucks. they got the Bears again. Then they got the Saints with we don't know what Drew Brees' status is for the most part. He says he'll be back in a couple weeks, but, you know, that could just be all smoke and mirrors. And then the Lions, week 17, so – you know, they could uh, keep the streak going here. We don't know, but, you know, they rattle off three in a row, three straight division wins. So, I mean, that two-game hole, that could be tough, but with those NFC West teams playing each other still, that's going to help them out there with some opportunities to catch up on that ground. But do either of you have I 
a game ball or a stat of the game you'd like to uh, share? That's tough. You mean like an overall game ball for like both sides of the ball on each team, or you know, there's no there's no possible way you can give an offensive game ball to the Bears in that game. So defensive game ball or special teams game ball. You gotta give it to Cordero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. He, he played a good game. It has to do a little too much, I think, at times. You know, they're really trying to pigeonhole him into being a running back, and it's just – it's not really within his skill set. He's okay at it as a relief type of guy, but in every down running back, that's not his game. So he – and he did all right with it. So, And obviously he's a huge impact on special teams. That goes without saying. Yeah, they were just trying to – beat a dead horse it seemed like he was in there almost every play it seemed like outside of a few plays i mean he did have a couple of nice runs and the wildcat was interesting but i think lamar miller should have gotten a lot more carries than he did you know if i had to give out a game ball i'll give it out to myself for predicting the vikings to win this game by six points and it's exactly what happened once this again, I can just predict the future. Yeah. It looks like I, I mean, so far that's the way it's looking. So just ask me anything at this point. Right. Who are the Bears hiring for their next GM head coach? Dan Quinn, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bryan. Oh God, Adam Gates. How did I take Maggie. No thanks. We've already gone down that road. Well. I mean, I've been I've been searching, I've been researching, uh, watching the game, you know, just reading tweets, reading forums. There's not really anything that I found worthwhile that is, you know, positive to say about that offensive performance yesterday or for the rest of the season. Other than let's get a new quarterback, let's get a new coach, let's just uh, just let's, let's blow it all up in the offseason offensively and start this over. But uh, sweeps. What do you think about the quarterback situation? Not this year, but in the future. So twenty twenty one and beyond. Well, I think you have to draft the quarterback, and I love Zach Wilson. Now at this rate, it looks like we are going to be able to be in that range of where he might be available. Now the problem comes into play as if you keep pace or you keep Nagy, do you really want them drafting another quarterback? It seems like he, Nagy can't even develop a quarterback. And then when you look at some of the quarterback spaces taken, obviously Mr. Trubisky, he got Mike Glennon, which that seems to be, have been forgotten. And then Nick Foles traded a fourth. He's done it all. He's traded. He's gone in free agency. He's done it through the draft. I just am not giving him another chance to fuck this up. Pardon my French, but... I just not. So I think you got to go in a different direction with the GM and then obviously get a new head coach. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Do you think this team right now is good enough to win with getting just like a free agent type guy? Like, uh, like example last year, like a Jameis Winston who, or like a Cam Newton type of guy like that. Do you think they're good enough to win with this current roster with one of those free agent type quarterbacks instead of maybe starting over when they already have this elite defense, um, keeping that window open by maybe getting a guy who's already got the experience, isn't having to adjust to that new speed of an NFL defense, 
do you think they should go that route and try to pick up a guy with your new GM, with your new GM, should they go try to pick up a free agent quarterback, potentially this offseason or trade for one? Or um, just, you know, maybe blow it up, um, see what they can get for these defensive pieces, because I don't, I don't think there's a good reason to draft a rookie quarterback when you've got, you know, this elite defense. That's, you know, you got to get someone who's experienced. Uh, they're kind of canceling each other out, in my opinion. So what do you think? That's a really tough question because it's, this defense is so good. You don't really want to blow it up. Yeah, exactly. So do you think, do you think in my opinion I, of like Jameis Winston's caliber, like that level of quarterback can win with this defense and the rest of the weapons on offense? I mean, if I'm allowed to, I don't know about to jump in on I don't this. know. I have, I'll say what I have to say. I just think I'll James just because he was a free agent quarterback last year. I, mean, I, I think that you stick with Nick Foles. I know he's been horrible. The problem is the offensive line. You got to blow up the offensive line. You get some new guys in here and draft one, maybe in the second round, because I do want to take a quarterback early. I think you draft one of those guys like Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. You let him get some time behind Nick Foles while you're retooling the offensive line. And the best case scenario is maybe Zach Wilson or Mac Jones, they impress you enough to where maybe you can come in midseason and you're still competing. Does that make sense? Yeah, and what yeah. what I'm I'm sick of I'm tired of hearing people say is, you know, it's it's all it's all on the quarterbacks. Every, everyone's now blaming Foles and, and Nagy. But really what it comes down to is that line. I mean, think of how many quarterbacks in the NFL could be placed in this Bears offense and turn into a good offense, like a good offense. Probably only a handful. Or am I, am I, is that fair to say? That's exactly what I was going to say. Even if you brought in Jameis, his interception numbers might go up to 40. I mean, They can't protect anybody. They can't. And so I think if you, you just keep Nick Foles and then you can groom a guy underneath him, he then becomes the perfect backup in that situation for your young guy who can mold him. And, so I think that's the ideal situation. And if they drafted a guy and allowed him to sit, they'd be able to build an offensive line up before putting him in there to get him killed. Because that's exactly. going to completely break his confidence when you got a, a rookie running for his life out there. You're going to have to build this line one way or another. And it's not just a, a quarterback isn't a magic bullet that's going to fix everything. It's just not how it's going to work. Well, at that but you rate, still have to take one because oh, this draft is low. Yeah, I agree. I, you do need a quarterback. I mean, it's obviously the most important position in the sport, but there, there's more. There's more issue. A, a good offense could win with a guy like Foles. Yeah, you're right. But this is not a good offense. This is a terrible offense, especially if they end up losing Robinson. But that's that's a that's a story for another day. Yeah, so at that point, then, is that defensive elite window still open by the time that offensive line uh, it proves, and they've either got a you know a Nick Foles who can actually you know have time in the pocket throw the ball, or the rookie has a time the experience. Um, will they have that windows? Will they match up together to where the elite defense can play with? 
a good offense? That would be the question. Well, the thing if they go that route. The thing is, from my perspective, and I don't know too much of their financial stuff because obviously I'm not a Bears fan, so I don't follow this team on a daily basis like Sweeps maybe does. But I think if if let's just say a hypothetical situation, if I were a GM. I would cut ties with some of these more expensive defensive pieces to shore up that offensive line. So maybe someone, I don't know these exact contracts, so bear with me, but maybe someone like uh, Trevathan or um, maybe what was the nose tackle that opted out? What was his name again? I'm drawing a blank. Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman. Yeah. Maybe one of those two, you know, save money there to shore up this offensive line. Goldman is a monster, but he opted out this year and this defense doesn't look much different, at least from what I've seen. So I think maybe they could save a little money on defense and try to quick fix that line. That's the only other option I really see. But, I mean, the guys they have probably aren't going to be able to get it done outside of, you know, the the two good linemen they actually have. I don't know if you cut a guy or get rid of a guy like Goldman. He's still so young, and his contract is not – that expensive and i don't know about trevate he just signed a contract so how are you gonna just get rid of well, him th- that wasn't exactly what you know what i know what you're saying but I, when i look around the defense i don't see a lot of whole a lot of contracts that you can just get rid of maybe but you're obviously going to get rid of buster screen uh you got a rookies at um corner with jalen johnson a lot of young guys on the d line that are cheap yeah, I mean, whether or not Roquan's still on his rookie contract, whether or not that can work for the Bears, I'm not sure. That's just from a philosophy standpoint, kind of a way I, I, think, I think they'd need to go if they weren't going to try to rebuild it through the draft. More of the problem is paying the wrong guys. Leno and Massey, I think, are making close to $10 million each, and those guys are absolutely horrible. That's part of your problem. You're paying guys that suck. Combined $19 million. Yeah, if you, they're both. I think they're both going to go, and you're going to save about five to six million each if you get rid of both of those guys. So there you go. That that helps right there. I mean, they're going to have to start addressing this line in the off season because they've really haven't the past few years, and I've dogged them for it, and it's finally coming back to bite them. So let's see if they get smart and start paying a little more attention to their trenches. There's a. Uh... One thing I don't I don't know before I even get into this was Robert Quinn hurt in that game yesterday, coming in. I don't like, believe so. I mean, yeah, I no, think he um, had like anything during it. Either. I've been talking about this a lot in the chat. Um, they spent what seventy million dollars or close to seventy million on this prolific pass rusher, and he often plays about thirty to forty percent of the snaps. Yes, and I think the... that's that's absolutely terrible. I don't know if it's because they don't trust him set in the edge versus the run. But I've seen a couple of plays where he's absolutely dominated the run. I just, I'm kind of confused on why yeah. he's not getting more snaps. He's brought in to rush the passer and you're not giving him that opportunity. Well, they did shut down cook for the most part yesterday. The run defense did look good. Oh, um, they held the Vikings to, I don't know how many rushing yards, but let's see. Cook only Cook only averaged three point two yards carries, and the same that they uh, averaged or held Henry to. Right around that. Oh uh, yeah. Just imagine if Eddie Goldman was healthy, how good this run defense would be. The run defense is inconsistent. That's what I'm saying. I, I know I 
talking a lot about that Eddie Goldman. Well, I, I just love Eddie, and I think he's very undervalued. No, yeah, I, I love the defense is just so talented that even without him, it looks good. Yeah, I love nose tackles as much as the next guy. I mean, a great nose tackle really kind of changes everything for a defense. I was just saying how I think you know this defense is so talented that they could probably lose a piece or two and still be a really good defense. Nate, do you want to look up the um, the cap number for each side of the ball? Because if I'm not mistaken, I think the offense has more money towards the than the defense does. Let's see. Here. Somebody wants to look up that real quick. Yeah, offense. I, th- I swore uh, that was the case. Oh, uh, just this year. Yeah, like what's the cap spread like between offense and defense? That's what's close. Like? It's forty, about forty-six percent going to the defense. About forty-one going to the offense and the rest special teams. Well, it's, but there is one. So, there's one more player on defense. So, and it's also typical for teams to spend more on their offense and defense. I think almost every team in the NFL does that, just because offensive players are typically more expensive. True, yeah. but you still have Khalil Mack, who's one of the most expensive people in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do we have any other comments about this bear? I mean, I'm sure we could probably just go on and on about this. Not really the game at this point, just, just um, you know, what we've seen, what we're kind of talking about, what we're thinking about. It's easy to go on and on about this kind of stuff. But for the actual game itself, do you guys have any other um, places you want to fill in here? Yeah, I, I guess I got a question to ask. So um, with, you know, the Bears dropping to 5-5 five and five before the bye, Last week we said if they fell and dropped this game, they'd be in some serious trouble. Is is it getting close to time to burying the Bears this season? Is is it time for that, Sweeps? I've already buried. You've already them. buried them. See, in my book, I had <laughs> yeah. I had the shovel out of the garage, but not quite ready to bury them just yet. But it that's coming right around the corner. I knew what was coming. I even predicted the Vikings would win. For the first time. That is true. So I think it's safe to say that I already had them done. So is it basically to look on to the offseason at this point, or do you still want to see them be competitive and win some games here? I mean, I'm always going to root for them to win, but I just don't think they can. Yeah, I mean uh... – We'll find out. We'll find out. It's it's hard to really be entirely confident after what we've really seen, you know, probably really all year. What's the most they scored this year? 30 against Atlanta? Only time they touched 30 this year, point-wise. Uh, yeah, it's tough, especially how deep it looks like the NFC is this year. But <laughs> only a game and a half out. There we go. <laughs> Hey, I will say this before we get out. One last thing. Just imagine if this offense was average, how good they would be. Just just think about it. Average would have and them that's right, why I... right, right in the middle of things. So do we have any other comments on this Bears-Vikings Monday night defensive or offensive struggle? I don't really want to talk nah. about it anymore. It's kind of depressing me. and I'm not even a Bears fan. I know. Fan. It's just... It's, it's just hard to even say anything positive. I'm just looking at these stats. Patterson led the rush game with 30 yards. Montgomery led last year with 30 yards. Well, he's not Mingo. Robinson... <laughs> Mingo with the longest run in the past two weeks. 
Uh, their next game, though, coming out of the bye week. Every year, Packers Bears have a primetime game. We're out in Lambeau. I might make the trip up there. Who knows? Are they allowed, allowing fans yet? They're allowing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, if they do, I'll, I'll make the drive with you. Well, not to get too sidetracked while we're still on here, but uh, nothing else from you guys. That's nah. it. Well, right there was our Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, Week Ten Monday Night Football um, review. It's November 17th. It's Tuesday night. Bears have a bye week next week. So we won't really get into a preview for that with them. And that's all from us today.